This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. I'm your host, Matty Ice, and as always, I'm here to bring you the real stuff. So we've reached the end of February, folks. Somehow, some way, January and February went by in a flash. I don't know if you are the same as I am every year, but January feels like it's about 12 months, and then February goes by really, really fast because it's short. I mean, it's the shortest month of the year, even in a leap year. And this year, the last two months have gone by in a flash. I'll be honest, it feels like 2020 is just extended by however many months it's going to take all of us to either get the vaccine or return to some semblance of a normal life. But February actually has a deeper meaning. And since 1976, every president has um, deemed February Black History Month. And I'm pretty sure for a good majority of you that goes by without even thinking about it. In years past, it went by pretty much without me really thinking about it. And I think when I look back on those years in which I really didn't recognize the uh, month that was Black History Month, I was missing out on an opportunity because I think we these days have the opportunity to educate ourselves a little bit more and learn about uh, the things around us, the things we use every day. And I think we have not really done ourselves enough um, education when it comes to our uh, you know, Black history in terms of what Black people have done, specifically here in the United States. And they got me thinking about that idea of uh, being sort of aware, not of your physical surroundings, but just sort of aware of your surroundings and the idea of everything that you use on a daily basis. Where did that start from? Who started it? Why is it so important to your life? And what would your life be like if you didn't have it? And like I said, Black History Month came about um, after many, many years of sort of not publicly recognizing the influences that Black people had on American society. And so since 1976, we have been taking the shortest month of the year and making it about learning, you know, black history and celebrating black history. And I know that there was a narrative a long time ago, I mean, not a long time ago, recently about how it was almost a joke. Why is Black History Month given the uh, shortest month of the year? And I don't think that is uh, intentional in the way that most people thought it was. Like, I don't think that black history is only given 28 days in a month because we wanted to somehow slight it. Obviously, Abraham Lincoln's birthday being in February, Abraham Lincoln being associated with the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, that has a lot to do, I believe, with the idea that black, that February is a good month to celebrate black history. I think, too, February sort of being linked to good feelings like love and acceptance with Valentine's Day, I, I, I kind of feel like that's where the, the vibe is coming from anyway. Regardless of when it is, the idea of what we are supposed to be doing during Black History Month, I think, is is valid no matter what. When I think about other cultures besides my own, right? Like, so before we get into that, it's really important that all of us kind of learn where we came from. With the boom of sort of these ancestry apps, DNA, being able to find out where you came from has become something that's been extremely important. And now during the pandemic, when people have a lot more free time on their hands, I think you're finding sort of a boom of people educating themselves on where they specifically come from, where their ancestors are. 
anything that anybody in their family history has accomplished, whether it be for the betterment of the country, the betterment of the world, or even just the betterment of a small community, we're more inclined to be looking into those things as it relates to our personal circle. Our family is important to us. We want to know where our past is derived from, where it comes from. But do we do that enough when it comes to, say, our country's history, our neighbor's history? I talked about community last episode. Who are the people that live near you? Who are the people that you keep around? Where are they from? What's their history? And I decided I wanted to do some research this month uh, into Black History Month. And a, a lot of you are probably thinking, well, why didn't you do this at the beginning to kind of get us off on the right foot for Black History Month? See, that's where I think we make the mistake. I think we make the mistake of identifying this month as saying this is the only time in which we should be doing this or the only time that we could possibly do this research. And I just don't think that's true. Um, really, what I'm doing is challenging you outside of whatever I'm going to tell you in this episode to go do your homework, go do the research yourself. Um, you know, ask other people that you know, black people that you know, um, you know, because their their specific family histories could also be just as interesting and influential as the people that are highlighted in the news and in articles. And I think what ends up happening sometimes is we are so used to learning about the same influential people. And that doesn't necessarily uh, sing you, you know, single out black people. But I think just in general, we're told about uh, the, the big stories of people that have influenced our daily lives. And in general, there's been so many people across the board that have had something to do with the betterment of human existence in the United States and around the world. And I just don't think that they're recognized enough on a global scale. And so I'm attempting to do that with this episode and kind of highlight some black folks who have contributed in a way to where they have contributed to something in your everyday life that you don't even realize you have, realize its worth, or realize where it came from. And I wanted to kind of open your eyes and ears since we're on a podcast to some of that. Anybody out there who's listening who's over the age of, say, 17, you probably are driving, right? Almost every adult in the entire world has driven at some point in their life or drives currently as we're speaking. Um, you've all encountered a traffic light, right? And I think a lot of times we have that traffic light that we hate, like, oh, the one on Main and, you know, Main and North Street. God, that thing is forever. That thing takes forever. It's like three minutes. Well, the three-way traffic light wasn't always common. There was a red and a green light, but that little pesky yellow light that we all try to speed through, that wasn't always common. It became common in 1923 when Garrett Morgan invented the three-way traffic light. I never knew that. I always blissfully kind of thought that the traffic light had been around since, you know, I don't even actually know, I'll be honest. And I didn't even think about who invented it. I just know that sometimes it's the bane of my existence when I'm trying to get from point A to point B. In today's pandemic world, we do a lot of food delivery or we have a lot of food delivered to us. I know that that was our bread and butter, one, because of the pandemic and two, because our son was born. It was a weekly, if not daily occurrence for us to try to get groceries because we needed things and we weren't really going out to the stores, nor were we able to get it just going to our grocery stores. Most of us remember trying to get toilet paper and other paper products like that, but there was a lot of things that were out of stock. And how do these food delivery services work, right? Because we're not just getting canned goods. We're not just getting non-perishables. We're getting frozen foods. We're getting cold items. That's where the refrigerated truck comes in. Invented by Frederick McKinley Jones in 1940. No idea. I see these trucks going all over the place with food that gets driven, quite frankly, across the country here in the United States. And it ends up in its destination intact and ready for the people to buy it and then eventually eat it. 
So we can thank black people for that invention, which is an invention I never even knew had an origin story. But when I think about how often I get groceries delivered or I did get groceries delivered or hell, even when I go to the frozen food section, all of that food has come from one place or another. Some of it's coming internationally and it has been driven in some form or fashion by a, uh, a frozen food truck or a refrigerated food truck. So we should think about how often that invention has come up in our lives and influenced our lives. Electricity has been around for well over a hundred years. At this point, human existence takes electricity for granted on a daily basis. And unless you're currently living in Texas or were living in Texas during these recent snowstorms, or have ever had your power out for any uh, long period of time, you know what it's like to not have the power that we have been grown, grown accustomed to having. It's a nuisance and it actually causes a lot of havoc in our life because we can't do a lot of the things and keep the food that we need to keep in order to survive. But light in general, electricity has been around for a really long time. And the light bulbs that we use today are LED lights. They're so much more energy efficient that we don't need as many going forward, but that doesn't diminish this uh, particular invention. The carbon light bulb filament, which was invented by Lewis Latimer in 1881. Think about what we would do without light bulbs. What would we have? How would we get light into our homes when it gets dark? And Nowadays, we don't have to worry about changing light bulbs too often because these light bulbs last forever. But also, on an even uh, a more amusing level, how would we ever have had the joke, how many blanks does it take to change a light bulb? Without, without this invention, we wouldn't have that joke. And honestly, we wouldn't have lamps. We wouldn't have the ability to have the kind of light that we have had, which helps us in so many ways. I mean, just being able to see inside your house is such a benefit. And now you're talking about you know, so many different kinds of light bulbs that have come out from this invention with fluorescent light bulbs, right? Inca you know, the incandescent light bulb was one of them. These LED light bulbs, they're all branches off of this initial invention, which was invented by a black man. In today's day and age, I think people can really get behind this one. We live in an ever-growing world and a world that seems to become ever dangerous and not just dangerous in terms of, you know, dangerous thinking, but physical presence. I mean, even 20, 30 years ago, the idea that somebody could break into your home and do the things that we've heard have happened to people, breaking in and raping, breaking in and killing and stealing, robbing, all of those things, we didn't feel as if they were that as common. I mean, when you talk, when I talk to my father and he talks about how he, they didn't lock their cars when he was a kid. And he even didn't lock his car when he was in his 50s living by himself and his car got broken into never even occurred to him. The idea of our own safety was so much different back then. We didn't feel like we needed to be protected at all times, whether that's protected from ourselves, protected from others, and protected on the internet. We now feel that need today. When my wife and I got together, I remember we, we bought our house and she was adamant about the fact that we needed a security system. And I had never, ever considered that in my life. Not because I was like my father who never locked doors. We always locked our doors at home. We locked our windows at home. We locked our cars at home. My father learned that lesson the hard way. And I, it was never something I thought of because the neighborhood that I lived in was so safe. There was never any crime in it. Nobody's house ever got broken into. Nobody's car ever bro got broken into. It just wasn't something we had to worry about. But today, companies like ADT, and in all those other security companies ring, you see commercials on the internet now, I mean, excuse me, on the TV now, uh, with ring cameras that allow you, to, allow you to let people into your home without even having to be there, which is 
you know, kind of a weird concept if you ask me. But Mary Van Britten Brown in 1966 was the co-inventor of the home security system. And think about that for a second. Think about where we have come since that invention took place. And it was only in 1966. It isn't as if this was many, 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 many hundreds of years ago. This was fairly recent in a time that I think most of our parents can think about when they were young or were kids and they can think back to that time. Without this invention, all of the industry that's out there for security is completely defunct. And honestly, it makes me wonder, has the boom of these security systems caused there to be more crime? Are people sort of outing themselves as having you know, valuables in their home because they have these security systems? I don't know about that. I know that you know when considering a security system, it's about the bare minimum of what you need based off of what you're looking to protect. For me, I want to protect the people in the house, not the things in the house, because quite honestly, the things can be replaced, the people can't. But another invention that I had never even considered an origin story for that was invented by a black person. This is the last one that I want to highlight, and I do apologize if this comes off as somewhat patronizing. That's not my intent. My intent is to just highlight items within our lives that we never even considered a story for, and then also highlight the idea that so many things around us have been invented by you know, people that are different than we are. I mean, for, for me specifically as a white man. So I have a podcast. We all know this. We're listening to it. It's a platform that I'm able to have for free, and it's something that's a privilege. I love it, though. It gets my creative juices out. It allows you to have some type of maybe a therapeutic experience listening to my show, uh, and it, it allows me to have that therapeutic um, experience on the back end, or excuse me, on the front end. But this all wouldn't be anything if not for the invention of the electric microphone, which was co-invented by James E. West in 1964. Again, a relatively recent invention, but one that is reaping the benefits for me in, in spades. So not only do I have Soulfully Casual, I do Cowboy Season with Cleve, I do Political Football with Cleve and Dave, and I do YouTube videos for sneaker reviews and sneaker education, all with a microphone invented by a black man. It's actually incredible to think about. And now doing this episode, it kind of gives me a little bit more, um, you know, satisfaction knowing that I'm recognizing that. And that's really what I want to get to. Like if you're listening to this and you're put off by the idea of me highlighting only black people specific inventions, that's not really the intention. The intention is to get you thinking. Every single episode, it's what I strive to do. I want people to take away from this you know, listening experience and go back into their own lives and try to figure out a way or make time to put some mental energy toward that. I've spoken about this on many fronts, and I talked about putting the same energies for certain things during certain periods of time throughout the entirety of the year. An example, put lo more love into your life, not just for Valentine's Day. Put more giving in your life, not just around Christmas. Do these things all year round. Find ways to do it all year round. And it also speaks to the idea of connecting with your neighbor, finding some community. Learn about that community. And the community can be as small as your neighborhood and can be as large as your country. It's always, always, always great to know the diverse uh, origin stories of how we have gotten to this point in human existence. It's a collaborative effort. And when, they, when the NFL says it takes all of us, I don't take that as it takes all of us to battle racism, which I think it does. But I think it takes all of us, speaking back to my last episode about 
a village, needing a village, building a community. I think it takes all of us to get humankind through and, and evolve, right? That's the whole point. We should all be trying to grow. We should all be trying to evolve over time. What I have learned in my life, I want to instill in my son, and I want my son to expound on that, to grow with that, and then to pass that on to his children if he has any. And I want to do that with my neighbors. I want my friends to take something from this show, my family to take something from this show, you, the listener who has never met me and not related to me, to take something from this show and pay it forward, not just during Black History Month, the whole year. I don't think we need to have specific months dedicated to specific non-white people in order to recognize that there is greatness within every uh, race, creed, religion, etc. It's out there. We as humans have so much greatness within us, and it's learning to not only tap the potential that we have, but execute and go beyond that potential. Because I am a living uh, example of somebody who was born without athletic gifts. I was not born genetically gifted to do anything in sports, to make any living when it comes to athletics. But it doesn't mean that I can't take something that I was given, this body, my health, and make it better. But doing that all year round, not just doing it in January when I feel like the year is starting over. Energy, consistent, sustained, all throughout your year and all throughout your life. And you know what we're going to find is that Black History Month is going to go by when we're not even recognizing it because it's not going to stand out as some finite amount of uh, time during the year. It's going to be something that we're educating ourselves on all the time. And if I can also you know, say something to you about education. When you educate yourself, it's not just about going to websites. It's not just about looking up famous people. Some of the best education that you can do is having dialogues and conversations with people. And you know what? Here's something that you need to understand. We're all not going to agree. It's never going to happen. We're humans. But agreeing to disagree, but also having the flexibility in your mind and in your um, you know, in your space to sort of consider that there are other ways in which, you know, life can be led, other people that can have an influence on you, not just the people around you, and also understand that there is room for you to change your mind or update and evolve with the times. What I think now as a 38-year-old is not what I thought as an 18-year-old. What I thought in college is nowhere near what I thought even 10 years after that. I've grown up. I've reconsidered. I've educated and I've been exposed to many different things. And I want to give a special shout out to all of the black friends that I have in my life that I have spoken with over the last few years. You have helped me to open up myself to all of the greatness that comes with who you are and not just your culture, but who you individually are. It's allowed me to tap into that, to learn from it, to dialogue from it. I've heard so many great stories about family, dedication, loyalty, uh, kinship, but I've heard a lot of other stories about what it's like to be a black person in this country. And while not every single black person has the same experience and not every single white person is trying to leverage off of this privilege, it's amazing to hear the different ways in which people have experienced the same incident. And knowing that allows you to, again, get to empathy as close as you can. We can't always get there. No matter how much research I do or how much conversation I have, I'll never get to that, that sweet spot of true empathy. But there is a place that we can reside in which even if we disagree with something, 
we can have an understanding of what that person is going through. We can have an understanding of what that perspective is. It's oh so important, folks. It really, really is. So I challenge you, after you, this show turns off, no matter what your feelings are about Black History Month, no matter what your feelings are about the words that I've said in this show, take some time to go out there and educate yourself about our history, the people around us, the people that have had influence on our everyday lives. If there's some minor trinket, gadget, in whatever it is that you use every day, look up how it started. Because you might actually be surprised who was at the start of it. You might actually be surprised who invented it. And you know what? It'll give you a deeper appreciation of not only those people, but everything that's around you right now. And that's what I hope for you going forward. So I appreciate everybody listening. I know this is a little bit of a serious way to end the week. I kind of like to do the serious stuff at the beginning, do the fun stuff at the end, but it is what it is. This is what's on my mind. So I want to remind everybody, first, thank you to everybody who's listening and who has listened uh, up until this point. We've been hit up by five or six different countries. I can't thank all of you for listening. It's been uh, amazing to see the worldwide connection that we're starting to make through this show. And I only hope that it grows bigger. Uh, speaking of connection, as always, a reminder, email soulfully.casual at gmail.com, Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast, and of course, hit up www.mattyicemedia.com and tell all your friends because that's where all the good content is. So thank you for listening. I hope you're safe. I hope you stay safe, stay happy, and I'll see you down the road.